Hey everybody, I'm Tim Muma. Thanks for joining localjobnetwork.com radio. This is Moving Up the Ladder, where we bring you experienced professionals with insight into improving your career or business. Networking, that's a major factor in career success, but far too many individuals don't take it seriously. Our guest today argues you need to have a plan in place, and he's on the phone to help us all work on that. His name is Colby Goodman. He's an experienced career coach, and you can actually find him at thejobhunter.com. That's Hunter without an E, by the way. You can also find him on LinkedIn by typing in colby.in. That's K-O-L-B-Y. Colby, thanks for coming on the show today. Thanks, Tim. Thanks for having me. So as I mentioned, of course, networking being uh, an important aspect of everyone's career. We talk about this subject on a number of shows. You see plenty of articles on it. But for yourself, how do you define networking? Networking for me is any way that a professional can get out there and meet new people, um, whether it's to gain employment opportunities, whether it's to gain uh, further knowledge about that person or their industry or um, their skill set, or whether it's to go out there and just meet new people and, and be social. Um, networking doesn't necessarily have to mean exchanging business cards and selling or having a proposition. It's just going out there and, and meeting new people and expanding your social and professional horizons. Now, we were talking before the show just that you know, a lot of people kind of feel like, oh, I'll be fine, do it on my own. I can, I can make my own connections sort of when I need to. Why do you think that's a mistake? And why do you think it's so important to continue to make those connections, even to your point, if they do have a job? Because so many people think, oh, networking is just to find a job. Yeah, I think that you know, the saying goes, it's 90% of who you know. And mm-hmm. in this day and age, that's more true than ever. With hiring managers, and recruiters getting hundreds upon hundreds of resumes on their desk every day, the odds of you getting selected are slim to none. But if you have somebody on the inside, whether it is that direct hiring manager or recruiter or somebody in the mailroom or somebody in the executive board that you know who can say, hey, you know, nudge the person doing the hiring, you know, take a look at my friend or my colleague or this person's resume and give them a chance because I think they'd be a good fit. If you have that personal touch, get that personal recommendation, you have that much better of a chance of getting you know, on the inside. Right. Another uh, issue that a lot of people bring up is just they don't really know where to start. They're not really sure what to do to get themselves out there, how to connect with people. It might feel awkward for them, even if it's you know, through social media, which makes it a little bit easier to maybe get started. What would be some suggestions you would have for them just to really open up that opportunity to network? Sure. So, Understand whenever you go to a networking event that you are in the exact same boat as everybody else there. Mm -hmm. Everybody is there to shake hands and have conversations and meet new people. And you're not the only one to go out there and do that. Understanding that kind of level playing field that you're on, I think, allows a networker and a professional to be a little more at ease and be a little more themselves. So they don't feel like they're being judged, that people are looking at them, that they're alone um, in the process. Because the fact is, is that these events are structured so that you meet new people. And so that's kind of your job. That's your your kind of thesis when you show up to these events. And so understanding that, you know, you have the power. You know, you can go in and shake the hands and people seem to be pretty open, mm-hmm. uh, pretty inviting. And it's not like, you know, it's not speed networking. It's not a bar on a Friday night. These people are there and ready to meet you and meet other people. So when you're going to an event like this, um, or maybe just in general, do you suggest having some sort of actual like plan or mission in mind? I mean, we hear a lot of people talk about, you know, not really sure what they're doing there. I mean, yes, you're supposed to meet people and, and sort of make those connections, but 
how often do you suggest having an actual plan mapped out in some way? I think for those starting off who have never gone to an event or have only gone to a couple, my challenge to them is to make a genuine connection with just one person. Even if that person isn't in their industry, even if they're you know, not at the same peer level in the, in the workplace, make sure that you connect with the just one person. Because what happens then is that that one person can introduce you to somebody else and you know the six degrees of separation starts kind of going in motion. Obviously, come prepared. Do your research a little bit on the event itself and the types of attendees that do show up at the networking event that you go to. If it's an industry-specific event you know, and you know some of the big players or you know some of you know, the hot topics, come prepared to talk about that with other people. Right. Definitely bring your business cards, if you, you know, whether they're uh, the ones you have from work or whether the ones you get made on Vistaprint for your personal use. Uh, make sure you have those out. Those are kind of the, the currency of any networking event. And then what I recommend too is bringing a pen. Um, this will allow you to write information down on people's cards that you receive. Okay. And you can kind of write little notes so that in the end, and your final part of the plan is to follow up with these people. So just because you go to an event and you shake their hands and you get their card, your job as a networker isn't over yet. Uh, within 24 hours of you leaving that event, you should contact these people that you've met either on LinkedIn or email. I wouldn't recommend Facebook. That's more of a social network, as we've said before. Mm -hmm. And reintroduce yourself and kind of maybe incorporate something you talked about last night with them. And you can kind of cheat a little bit by referring to your notes on the back of their business card that you've taken home with you after the event. I think it's great advice. And especially the the follow-up piece, a lot of people I'm sure uh, you've come across, that's the part they really fail on. They think, oh, this person will remember me. But reaching out afterwards, I think uh, I think that's a huge point that you brought up and the timeliness to it. I want to go back to something you said at the very beginning, though. You, you mentioned saying that people need to go out there and make a genuine connection, not just go out and meet as many people as you can thinking you know numbers are going to help you. What to you would define a genuine connection in knowing, yes, I did what I set out to do today? I think a genuine connection you can measure by, would you want to hang out with this person or would they want to hang out with you outside of the networking event and outside of talking business? Okay. And understand, a networker should understand that they don't exactly have to talk about business at these events. Current events is fair game, interesting topics they've seen. Sports, at least for me as a male, always seems to be uh, an easy topic to talk about um, at these events. And if you can picture yourself inviting that person out to go see a ball game or have a beer with and watch the game or come out to some luncheon, that's what how I would measure a genuine connection. That it's a friend who you can do business with, but not a, you know, and not a business person who you kind of want to be friends with. <laughs> right. I like that differentiation there. I think that can help people a little bit understand of what, uh, what that genuine connection would sound like or feel like in a lot of cases. How about for the individual who's going out there again, and maybe they're unsure of what they should do or how they should act. What are some tips you can offer to make that networking connection mutual on both sides where you're, I don't know, giving something to them as much as you feel you're getting from them? One thing that I've kind of learned in my trial and error as a networker, as a professional, is that the more connections you can help other people make, the more value you bring to yourself as an individual. So even though you meet somebody at a networking event, you don't have a product you can sell to them, they aren't in your industry, they don't have any job openings, or you don't have any job openings for them. What brings value to you is saying, you know what, I can't help you, but I have a friend who can, let me introduce you to to them. And it's those kind of actionable steps that you can take to make sure that this person is successful, even if you can't directly help them. That, like I said before, it gives you value as a professional Mm -hmm. and kind of 
makes that person want to help you even more. When you're speaking about yourself, because I think that's sometimes a, an awkward thing, do you suggest putting out there things about what you do, your career, maybe if you have a product? I mean, where's that fine line of, I don't want to say selling yourself, but of, you know, again, expressing a little bit of what you do versus just being that interesting person and talking with someone else? Sure. So I think you should approach these professionals, but not as a potential customer or a potential vendor. But as a friend, you know, if somebody came up to you at, you know, your uncle's 4th of July barbecue and asked you what you did, kind of take it like that. You know, I am a career coach. I help young professionals get their resumes, their LinkedIn profiles, and their interviews in line. And I try to help as many people as possible. Mm -hmm. You know, that's kind of my, you know, elevator pitch. I don't really like that term because it shouldn't (laughs) be a pitch. It should just be a, a concise and accurate three to four sentence paragraph that you tell anybody who asked you that question. It establishes what you do, but it doesn't like it doesn't get preachy, it doesn't get salesy, and it doesn't turn anybody off. And hopefully from what you say, it actually intrigues them more. And so they ask you more questions about what you do. Sure. Another area that people have brought up as being uh, maybe a lot of uncertainty when they walk into an event is starting those conversations. Uh, You know, we're talking a lot about already, basically, you're in that conversation, you're assuming that you're going to be able to start those. How do you suggest to the people you work with of picking up that conversation, walking into you know a group of individuals who might be kind of just standing around? What, what are your sort of examples that you could give to the listeners that might help in those situations? For me, you know, I wouldn't recommend trying to interject in a huge group, you know, okay. anything maybe more than five or six people. Try to find the two or three person clicks that I've established in the networking event, because that way you can introduce yourself in a pretty timely manner. More times than not, they will be named to everybody be wearing name tags. So you can easily see what their names are, address them directly, say hi, break the ice. Is this your first time at this event? Why are you here? You know, why did you choose this event over any others? You know, have you tried the hors d'oeuvres or, you know, is the wine any good tonight? Kind of those little icebreakers work well. Okay. And then of course your follow-up to that is, oh, oh, and what do you do? Because again, that's why everybody's there is to meet other people and learn about what they do and how they can help each other. And so that question is obvious and you should be asking it. Let's broaden the idea of networking out a little bit. And of course, you know, we mentioned LinkedIn already as being a a possible resource. What do you propose to individuals who are looking to network, again, having this vast opportunity as far as who you're reaching out to or how many people? I mean, is it is it good to just connect with as many as you can? Is there some sort of of line you want to be careful of when you're looking to make those connections? What uh, what sort of the tact you would suggest in these cases? You don't want to be blanket. You want to be a little bit strategic about what you do. So whether it's people who are working the company that you want to work at, whether they're doing the hiring, whether they're doing the job you want to do, make sure that you have a purpose and an obvious end to this connection. And when you when you link up with them, you know, hi, I see you work at XYZ company. I'm looking to maybe apply for this position. Can you tell me more about the company? Can I buy you lunch? Can I buy you coffee and, and pick your brain? Make sure that there's an end game to what you're doing and you're not simply just collecting connections like baseball cards. All right. Good advice there. How about the mistakes that people often make? What do you see as being common ones maybe individuals have told you about, maybe you've seen them personally, uh, that you would just tell our listeners, you know, avoid these types of things if you're looking to be successful in the networking realm? I think the thing that is really potent is going to be getting outside your comfort zone. Because once you do that, that first, second, and third networking events that you go to, it's going to be hard. You're going to feel uncomfortable because it's it's new. 
And so if you can get past that barrier, if you can force yourself to show up and like I said, talk and make a connection with at least one person each time, the more and the more that you go, it'll become that much more easy. Mm -hmm. Um, Just like working out or any other habit that you have, you know, the first handful of times that you do it is you're not going to get the best results. You're going to feel uncomfortable. You're not going to feel like you're doing it right. But eventually, the more you do it, the easier it'll become and the better you'll become at it. Speaking of those lines, I'm kind of putting you on the spot here maybe a little bit, but understanding who you've worked with, maybe the opportunities you've had to hear some stories. Do you have an example of somebody who really just did a poor job of trying to network? And then on the flip side, somebody who really nailed it in your mind? Sure. I think the one thing I see at every networking event without fail is somebody I call the card collector. Mm -hmm. Somebody who simply goes up there and interjects themselves in any and all conversation and doesn't lead with a handshake or a hello, but leads with their business card. Mm. <laughs> That's a complete no-no in my book with networking. Right. Because you're you're only being measured by the title or the name on that card. And that's what you're being judged on also. You're not being, you're not connect, you know, you're not connecting, you're not making that genuine connection. You have no idea what this person's about, what they do. They just want to collect the cards and most likely turn around the next day and spam you with a proposal or a product or a sale. Sure. So definitely don't be that person. (laughs) Um, Understand that, like I said, everybody's there to make a connection, but they're not there to card collect. Right. Somebody who's really good at it, like I said, is somebody who makes it a point to just keep it simple. Meet one person. And I think one really good key about that is I've seen people who introduce other people or see somebody kind of floating outside of the group or somebody who's alone and invites them into the conversation. Mm, I like that. And like I said, it's easy to introduce somebody who you don't know because normally people are wearing name tags. So Tim, if I saw you kind of hovering around you know, the finger food station and I'm with three you know, people that I've met at the, at the event, I kind of wave you over or take you by the hand and bring you over and say, hey, everybody, this is Tim. Tim, this is, you know, David, Steve, and Barbara. Meet Tim. And that's just kind of a good way to allow you to help other people connect. You know, you'll be the guy to you, Tim, to say, oh, like, I remember him from last time. He was really friendly. I'll go talk to him. Mm -hmm. What that allows you to do, too, is that if you feel like you are stuck or it's time to kind of peel away and go talk to somebody else, Bringing in somebody else and introducing them allows you to say, hey, this is Tim. It was nice meeting you guys. I'm going to go get a drink of water or I'm going to use the restroom. And you can peel away from that group and go talk to somebody else. I have to say, we've done a number of shows with networking and I I can't recall any guests suggesting that of actually going to find sort of that lost soul, if you will, and Mm -hmm. and interjecting them into your conversation. Or as you said, maybe finding that as a way to to move on in that case. I think that's a, a great piece of tangible advice for our listeners. We are getting a little low on time, but we always like to give our guests here the opportunity to give our listeners a nice takeaway from the conversation. You've obviously given us some nice examples and ideas, but anything you haven't touched on or something you think is important to emphasize as we wrap up today, uh, the floor is yours. Thank you, Tim. Like I said before, and I'm going to reiterate this again, um, your key to any networking event is going to be genuine connections and then follow up. You know, if you really want to make a relationship with these people, kind of treat it like dating. If you made a cute girl at the bar and you got her phone number, but you never called her, you can't really expect to call her in three to six months and ask for a (laughs) date or ask for a ride to the airport or anything like that, because she's not going to remember you and you, you haven't done the effort to make that genuine connection. And understand that a genuine connection doesn't mean somebody who you're lifelong friends with or soulmates. It's just somebody who you feel like you can connect with on any level, whether it's professionally or socially or anything that you can share a common interest in, you can build off of that to get that genuine connection. 
And the more of those connections you have, the easier it becomes to be a professional, uh, an entrepreneur, or somebody in, in the community. If you know nonprofits, I feel like are, are are a piece of of the networking puzzle that a lot of people ignore. Mm-hmm. Whether you're a part of a nonprofit who needs more volunteers, or whether you're a professional who needs to network more, you know those kind of interactions allow you to get out there and meet new people and meet new professionals. So kind of in conclusion here is just get out there. Like I said, I challenge you, the listener right now to Google an industry event or a a local networking event for next week and put in your calendar and go. And if all you do is connect with one person, then you've done your job and understand that it'll be easier and easier the more you do it. Well, listeners, you heard it. He's on the radio, which means uh, you need to listen to what he says. So make sure you get out there and and give some of these tips a chance. Give yourself a chance, really, to get out there and network with some of these strategies. Colby, thanks again for coming on, giving our listeners some tips and strategies, uh, You know, having sort of a plan and, again, some uh, in the back of your mind, at least having an idea of what you want to do. Hopefully, they can use some of these insights into their work. So thanks again for joining us today. Thanks, Tim. I appreciate it. And once again, that is career coach Colby Goodman. You can find him at thejobhunter.com. That's T-H-E-J-O-B-H-U-N-T-R, no E. And you can also find him on LinkedIn. Just type in colby.in in your URL and he shall pop up for you. And as always, for you, the listeners out there, if you have any thoughts on this topic or if you'd like to suggest a subject for us to cover, just email ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com and tell us what you'd like to learn more about. You can also reach out to us via Twitter at the LJN is where you can find us. We'd love to hear from you there as well. Wishing you success in all your endeavors. I'm Tim Muma. Take care, everybody.